right, all right. I'm so excited to be with you guys. We're going to have a great time. Um, I also want to just make a special note, our, our worship team is here, but we also, you saw a few ladies here in the front, um, they're part of Sound City, and, uh, you know, Chris is doing such a job, a wonderful job, he and their wife at the old school, uh, and you know, he, he runs uh, uh, Sound City Worship School, and uh, these are some of the students, they really did a wonderful job, so thank you, thank you to the ladies that helped with that. Well, today I just want to take some time and jump into the Word. We are continuing on with our message series titled Waymaker. And if you've missed any of it, I, I encourage you go back, watch it on YouTube, listen to it uh, on our podcast. You are going to love it. You know what we found out is how powerful God is. This series has all been about discovering more of Him, connecting with Him. Growing in him, seeing the way that he works in our lives. We've seen his hand and we've seen his provision in so many different ways. And thus far, each and every one of us can say one thing, that God is good. Come on, somebody. He really is good. He really is faithful to his promises. And see, we've gathered today to declare who he is hear his word, to worship his name. See, we have a central passage for this series. It's found in Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. And again, the disciples are asking Jesus a question about salvation. How do I become saved? And Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it's impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Now, he's speaking to this moment, but he's also giving us an understanding of who God is and how he works. And, and the Bible says that Jesus looked at them intensely. You know the difference when you're communicating with someone and you kind of look or you're, you're talking to them, but you're not really, you know, there. But it says that Jesus stopped everything, looked at them intensely because he wanted them to see his facial expressions. He, he wanted them to see the, the words and the mouth move. And he said, it's impossible with humanity, but not so with God. With God, it is possible. Whatever that situation is, whatever it's been, it is possible with God. Let's take a moment to pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Today, bring it alive. Minister to our souls. Strengthen us. Encourage us. Convict us. Challenge us, Lord. May we be blessed by you. So everyone watching, everyone here, everyone listening, Lord, would you give us a word today and minister to our hearts? We thank you. And in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Right. Let me ask you this question. Have you ever had a need and you didn't know how it was going to happen? Have you ever had a situation where there was something going on in your life and, and you had a need, you didn't know who you can go to, and at the same time, you didn't know how it was going to happen? You looked at your resources, you looked at what was available to you, you, you saw the bill, you saw the medical report, you saw the situation, and you had no idea how you were going to get from here to there, past this situation or overcome it. You know, I remember clearly as a young adult, um, believing and, and hearing from God that he had called me to go on this mission trip. And I was really excited about this trip. 
and it was mean that I was going to go really far, and it was going to cost a whole lot. And so I was trying to figure out how that was going to happen. Now, this is, it was a young adult me. I, I had a part-time job, and I was going to school, and I was trying to figure that out. So I began to tap into all my resources, and I began to ask everyone that I know, hey, would you be willing to give, donate to missions, just give whatever you can. And, and, I, and, I, and I did all that. And then with my part-time job, I put in, and my family helped me, and, and all these things. And at the end of it, with one week to go, I was $500 short. Now, some of you were like, $500, I'll just take that for my savings, or I could do this or that. But young adult me, I was tapped out. I was tapped out. $500, it wasn't going to happen. There was nowhere else to, to God, I believe. That money doesn't grow on trees, but that doesn't mean you can't leave me five $100 bills, you know, somewhere over there by that tree. You know, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I had, I had looked at all my resources, and at this point in time, I had begun to get a little bit nervous. One week to go, the money's due. All kinds of thoughts began to come to my head, and I don't know if that happens to you, where doubt wants to creep in and find a way into your life. And I began to think about, well, you know, what am I going to tell all the people that donated to me? All, all the people that gave, you know, and, am I, am I going to just try to give them all their money back one by one? And, and this is going to be so embarrassing. And I began to think all these things as doubt was working its way in me. And then at some point I paused, I reflected, and I said I need to get my trust back in God. I was convicted. My trust needed to be in God all the way through. And I got a phone call from a friend I hadn't talked to in a while. And he called me and he said, listen, hey, can I stop by? I was like, yeah, man, I haven't seen you in a while. Why don't you come by? And he's like, hey, can I drop something off to you? And I was like, yeah, sure enough, you know, come, come by. And do you know what he dropped off? Do you know how much he dropped off? $500. It blew me away. See, I saw God's hand. I saw his provision. It, it wasn't in my time. I don't know why God wanted to make me nervous with the last week to go. And so I asked him, not God, I asked my friend, hey, why did you show up and give me this money? You know what he said? He said, well, I was praying and God was telling me to trust him and that I needed to give away some money. And and I thought of you. See, God was doing something in him as he was learning to trust God, and that's his blessing. And in that same way, in that same time, God was looking to see to me if I would trust him. You see, if I could not trust God with this small thing, how was he ever going to trust me with more? If I could not trust God for, for that moment, how could I ever step into the next things? How could I receive the blessing of God? Doubt wanted to waver in and come and, and sneak its way into my life, but I needed to trust the Lord. Come on, somebody. How I many you know exactly what I'm talking about? We need to trust the Lord. You know, I have seen over and over God make a way. And even when things don't add up, you see in the Bible, God is referred to as Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Now, how many of you sing that song before? Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I'm, they tell me I'm tone deaf, but I'm, I'm hoping you got that. As you look at the original scriptures, as you look at the Hebrew, it's not just saying that God is a God that gives. 
it's more personal. The, the, the wording is more personal. It's actually saying God between you and I, not between everybody, but God between you and I, would you see my need and would you make provision for it? That's more literal of what the words are saying. God, would you see my need and would you make provision for it? So I ask you this morning, everyone that's here gathered, everyone listening, everyone that's watching, what is your need? What's your need? Pastor, I got a whole lot of needs. What is your need? Today, we're going to dive into a passage with Jesus and his disciples. And, and at this moment, they had experienced a whole lot. They had been doing ministry. John the Baptist had just got beheaded. There's a whole lot. They were tired. They were hungry. They were feeling it. They were overwhelmed. And we're going to jump into the story in the book of Mark, chapter 6, and in verses 30 through 44. And if, you're, if you have the church app, you can watch, follow along with the message notes right there uh, or online. You'll see them up on the screen. It says this in verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going that they didn't even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Someone say rest. Come on. Verse 32. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. Now, can you imagine this? They're tired, exhausted. Jesus says, hey, let's go get in a boat. Let's go by and be by ourselves. So their, their, their plan is to get in the boat, cross the Sea of Galilee, go across. I can imagine they're rowing. They're rowing. The crowds, the people recognize them, and they say they're going to run all the way across to the other side. Watch what happens. It says this in, in verse uh, 35, no, 34. When Jesus landed, right, he landed to the other side of the lake there and saw a large crowd. It says this, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Verse 35. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than a half year's wages. Are we going to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked them. Well, go and see, he says. When they found out, they said, we have five loaves and two fish. In verse 39, it says this, when Jesus directed them to have, uh, then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. We're sitting outside right now. Verse 40, they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he said to them, then he said to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of them, of the men who had eaten, was 5,000. 5,000. This is a huge miracle. 
The Bible says that Jesus took the loaf and he broke it. He had given thanks. He, he thanked God for what they already had. It, it didn't intimidate him that it wasn't a whole lot more bread in that basket. He simply took what he had. He took the circumstances and he thanked God for the circumstances. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This is what Jesus does. See, the disciples have 5,000 people in front of them while Jesus is teaching them. They're tired and it's getting late. They're hungry and they can imagine that everyone else is as well. Listen, you ever been hanging out with a group of people and you're feeling real hungry and your, your stomach's making some noise and, and you're hoping that everyone else is hungry too? You ever been there before? And you're kind of, instead of saying you're hungry, you're saying, hey guys, hey, let's go get something to eat. Let's go get something to eat. But it's really you? And then they say, hey, I, I, actually, I'm not hungry. I, I could eat later. And you're like, man, I'm really hungry though. Right? You ever been there before? <laughs> Someone say God provides. Someone say I need the provision of God. See, what I want us to understand today, what we need to know about the provision of God is this one thing. There's one thing that I want to tell you today about the provision of God. And it's simply this. God's provision is not limited to our understanding. I'm going to say that again. God's provision is not limited to our understanding. Sometimes we want to just kind of think through the whole thing. For us in our humanity, we want to know how it's possible. In, in our search, we get stuck. We get, we get overwhelmed. We get burdened by life's mountains. We can't possibly see how God is going to do it. You know, because we say to ourselves, well, well, one plus one equals equals two, oh, we're doomed. We're doomed. I don't have enough. I don't know enough. I'm not capable. I've been dealing with this issue. I don't see how I can ever get past it. And I want you to know today, that is not how it works with God. That's not how it works with God. See, in God, the impossible is possible. Can I get an amen? The impossible is possible with God. So what is your need? What is your need? See, again, the disciples recognized that it was getting late. They were hungry. They could imagine that the people were hungry and something had to give. And in their minds, the only solution that made sense was to have Jesus stop teaching to let the people go. Could you imagine it? Jesus, listen, I know you're giving it to them right now. Jesus, I know you're giving them life. You're teaching them. You're blessing them. Jesus, I know they're seeing miracles. Jesus, I know you're bringing the word. But Jesus, can you stop bringing the word so that they can go get something to eat? Could you imagine that? They're interrupting Jesus in a sermon. Don't do it, right? They're, 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 they're in their minds. The only solution is to have Jesus stop so that they can go and eat. See, that solution would have cost them a front row seat to seeing a miracle of God. That solution would have cost the people an opportunity to continue to hear from Jesus, to experience his power, to see his power. You see, sometimes our thinking, our calculation can hinder us from what God is wanting to do in us. See, our right here can hinder us from how God wants to provide for us. You see, in verse 36, it says that the disciples told Jesus, send the people away 
so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. That was the only thing that made sense to them. That was it. That was it. That's the only thing. Jesus, would you stop so they can go? Nothing else made sense. You know, this summer I was... Uh, I spent a good amount of time trying to teach my, my two older kids, Jonah and Arabella, how to ride a bike. And, you know, it was fun. And we had been practicing before in previous summers and years and, and that kind of thing. And, and Arabella finally got it. And Jonah's almost there. I really think he's going to get it before it starts raining. And, and so it was, it was really just a wonderful time. But I remember when I first started off with them, in their mind, they could not see how it was possible to ride a bike on two wheels. That just made no sense to them. Right. They, 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 they look and they see the training wheels hold me. If I don't have these training wheels, Daddy, I am going to fall this way or that way. It's going to be a big accident to them in their calculations. It made no sense. And so I showed them, say, listen, guys, watch me ride the bike. See, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, Daddy. But that's you. And so many times we do that in life and we see someone else's situation. We say, yeah, but that's you. That's not me. That's not my situation. That's not what I have available to me. That's not my resources. My story is different than yours. My background is different than yours. And we do that. And in their mind, they had looked at all of it and they said, yeah, that's you, but that's not me. That's, that's your situation. They said, Daddy, it's not possible. And I said, listen, would you just trust me and believe in yourself that you can do this? Would you just do that? And it's, it's so amazing that when they shift perspective and focus, when their mind was no longer stuck on I cannot, they began to see how they could, and eventually they did it. Eventually they did it. How many times do we calculate and it just doesn't add up to work out in our favor? How many times do we look at it and we say, you know what, I just, I just don't know. I don't have enough resources. I've looked at everything. I've calculated everything. And it just doesn't add up. It's not going to work. I don't know the right people. I've been dealing with this for too long. And I can't possibly see how it's going to get better. Jesus tells the disciples. And he answered them. You give them something to eat. Jesus knew what the disciples had. He knew what was at their disposal. He had been journeying with them. He knew exactly what they had. They said to Jesus, that would take more than a half year's wages. Are we going to spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? Now, these are businessmen. These are fishermen, tax collectors. They had an idea how, how money works. They had an idea on how you calculate things. And I look at what I got, and this is what I can afford, and this is what it's going to be. And he says, he says to them, well, what do you have? Well, this is all I have, Jesus. And he says, that's good. That's enough. I got the rest. He says, what do you have? They say, this is all I got. And Jesus says, that's enough. I'll do the rest. What do you have? So often we look at what we have and we're not willing to trust God with the little and we don't allow him to give us the rest. You may only got a little, but trust him with it and let him do the rest. What do you need? What is the need in your life? What is the need? And very specifically, what's in your basket? Do you have the loaves? You got to fish. This is my fish today. See that, guys? 
What you have is enough. But you got to trust the Lord with it. See, there's two things that are to our faults. Two things to our faults. We look at what we have and we say it doesn't add up. This is what I got. That's not enough. There's no way. Look at my basket. This is no way it's going to make a way. And then we also look at our basket and we say there's no way God can do it. Because we're so busy trying to figure out how can God possibly do it. God does miracles, but not in my life. Ha, ha, this is all I got. God, maybe if I had a little more, then you can do it. And there's these two things to our faults. And we spend too much time wondering and not enough time trusting him to do it. Come on, somebody. Most of the time, to our failure, we don't see him as the provider. And that hinders us. He is our provider. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55 and verses 8 and 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, brothers and sisters, this is really great news because God knows more than me. Because God has ways that I don't have. God has resources that I don't have. God has connections that I don't have. God can make a way when I don't have a way. The pressure is not on me. My job is to be faithful to him, to trust him. My job is to serve him because he's a way maker. He's got ways that I don't even know about. He, he, he's got avenues that I don't even got. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the impossible. I'm grateful for the miracles. I'm grateful that when I'm weak, he is strong. Amen. I'm grateful that there is more out there. So again, what do you need? What is your need? The Bible says in Psalms 50 in verse 10, it says that he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. God does not lack provision. God can work in your life and the person next to you all at the same time. Go ahead and tell the person next to you, God is a provider. Tell them, God is a way maker. See, God does not run out. He's not working with a limited supply. God is not on back order. This pandemic doesn't have him behind schedule. God is right on time. Jesus tells the crowds on another occasion in Matthew chapter 6, verses 26 and 27. He says this, look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? What's your need? What is your need? See, I want you to know that you are far more valuable to God than you think you are. So many times we get caught up in the thinking and, you know, I'm a Christian and I love the Lord and I need to worship the Lord. But we, we get caught up in so much and, and we miss that we are like the apple of, uh, of the eye to God. We miss that he loves us, that he sees us, that he knows us, that he desires good things for us. That, that he's not just God, but he's Father. 
He's Father that wants to put His arm and wrap His arm around us, that He wants to love us and provide for us. And, and He wants to be Jehovah Jireh in our lives. But we have to trust Him in that way to be that. See, the Bible says in verse 42, They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. God knows what the birds need. God knows what you need. But He's always been waiting for you to talk to Him about it and to trust Him with it. See, God's provision will leave you with a reminder that He's good and faithful. See, when you see God's hand, it's so amazing. When, when God provides in your life, it'll leave you this marker, this memory, this moment where you'll look back and see, that's right, God is good. And it'll, it'll, it'll tell you this, that if God did it before, He can do it again. If God provided, then He's a provider in my life. And i got to trust Him. God is not on back order. God is not behind schedule. This, per, this pandemic does not have Him overwhelmed. God has got this. And the timing is here. I don't know why i got a week left. But He is good and faithful. Your trust needs to be in the Lord. Allow Him to be a provider in your life. Again, there's this one thing. God's provision does not depend on my understanding. And I can spend all this time trying to figure out, hey God, how are you going to do it? I've done all the calculations. I've put all the numbers together and it makes no sense to me. It makes no sense, God. God, I'm going through it. I don't see a way. And he says, child of mine, I am a way maker. Whether you think the situation is small or it's big in your life, I am a way maker. But you got to trust me. you got to trust me. you got to stop trying to figure out how I'm going to do it. you got to stop looking and, and saying, this is all I got in my basket, God. This is all I got. I'm doomed. And you got to put your trust in Him. That's what this has always been about. Your trust in Him. Your trust in Him. Us coming to this place of surrendering. One more time, what is in your basket? What is your need? I told you the story how I was $500 short. That lesson taught me two things. Number one, He is a provider. He is a provider. And, and the second thing that it taught me is that I needed to trust Him to be my provider. He can't just be a provider. He's got to be my provider. He can't just be God. He's got to be my God. Are you following me? I need to trust Him to be my provider. i got to stop looking and saying, I'm still dealing with that same issue and I'll never get past it. I might as well just give up and give in. I, I don't have enough for this or I don't see how this is going to work out. i got to trust Him to be my provider. I must trust Him. He is a provider. And so my question for you, is He yours? Is He yours? Is He your way maker? And so here's my challenge and we're going to pray. I want to pray for you. Is that you would take some intentional time intentionally spend with him and tell him what you need and trust him and trust him even when the clock is running trust him trust him
I don't know how, but allow him to be God in your life. Let him be God. Let him be who the scripture says, Jehovah Jireh, my provider, the Lord will provide. And it's this personal thing as I mentioned. God, would you see my need and would you make provision for it? That can't happen unless you get away and you talk with God. God, would you see my need and make provision for it? And don't give up when it gets tough. I know the clock is running, but trust him. Trust him. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you. You are good and faithful, Lord. Your word teaches us that you're Jehovah Jireh. God, that, that you will see our need and that you'll provide. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, God, that we would have a moment right now where we say, God, forgive me because I haven't trusted you. Forgive me, God, because I know you're a provider, but I haven't allowed you to be mine. Forgive me, God. I haven't allowed you to be a way maker in my life. Father, I love you. Sometimes I make mistakes and do the wrong things, Lord, but would you forgive me? Would you make me right with you? Would your mercy be over my life? Would your grace be over my life? Would your forgiveness be over my life? Help me to walk it out, Lord. And God, right now in this moment, I want to declare you as my provider. You are a provider, but you're my provider. And just begin to talk to him. Just begin to tell him right where you're at. Don't worry about who's around. Just talk to the Lord. Say, God, you're my provider. And God, the truth is, I got this need, but I've been trying to calculate it, and I can't see how it's ever going to be. But God, I need you to be my provider. I need to trust you, God. Doubt has been finding a way to creep in, God, and I just, I can't have it, God. I can't have it. It's getting in the way. It's hindering me from seeing you for who you are. of the heavens and earth. You are God and you're my God. You're a way maker and you're my way maker and you're a provider and you're my provider. And so Father, right now in this moment, God, I trust you. I declare that I trust you, Lord. God, would you make a way where there seems to be no way? God, what is humanly impossible with you, God, I believe now, right now, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that it is possible. That it is possible. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, hey, you know what, I, I need to get right with God. The truth is I haven't been, but, but I got to get right with God. That hasn't been my story. That hasn't been my journey. I, or maybe I was and I walked away, but I got to get back right with God. Now is the time and I got to do that. Now, that's you. I just quickly want you to put your hand up. Don't worry about who's looking around. Put your hand up. Is that you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. May the mercy and grace can be over you. And if you're watching and that's you, may the Lord bless you. Father, forgive us for our sins. Make us right with you, Lord. Today we declare you as Savior and as Lord. Work in us, Father. Teach us who you are. We love you, Father.